Welcome, welcome, come on in. You have found a safe space. It's the Lord of the Storm podcast. I'm your charming, affable, fun-loving, delightful, yet still unbelievably humble host. I take great pride in my humility, Dan Parr. Today, we are going to be reading Romans 7. If you've got a Bible nearby, you can turn there now. Don't have a Bible? In the market for a new Bible? Want to hear from God more? Then you can pick up my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR New Testament that is available at Amazon.com. Just search for Dan Parr or EUR Bible and you'll find it. You know that song, I Fought the Law and the Law Won by Bobby Fuller or The Clash, depending on how old you are? I think the Apostle Paul actually wrote that because Romans 7 sounds like it could have been the inspiration for that song. Let's ask God to bless today's reading. Father, we come before you again, seeking your wisdom and understanding as we read these words. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 7. Or don't you know, brothers, for I speak to men who know the law, that the law has authority over a man for as long as he lives. For example, a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives, but if he dies, she is free from the law that bound her to him. Now, while the husband lives, if she married another man, she would be called an adulteress. But if the husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is not an adulteress, even though she marries another man. As such, my brothers, you also were made dead to the law through the body of Jesus Christ, in that you are joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead, so that we will produce fruit to glorify God. For when we were in the flesh... The sinful passions which were through the law worked in our bodies to bring out fruit that leads to death. But now we have been freed from the law, having died to that which held us, so that we serve in newness of the Spirit and not in oldness of the letter of the law. What then shall we say? Is the law sin? No, may it never be. However, I wouldn't have known sin except through the law telling me. For example, I wouldn't have known envy unless the law had said, You shall not envy. But sin, finding a way through the commandment, made in me all kinds of envy. For without the law, sin is dead. I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin lived, and I died. The commandment, which was intended for life, this I found to lead to death. For sin, finding a way through the commandment, deceived me, and through it, killed me. Therefore, the law indeed is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. Did then that which is good become death to me? No, may it never be. But so that sin might be shown to be sin, it produced death in me through that which is good, that through the commandment sin might become exceedingly evil. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am fleshly, a slave under sin. For in it I don't know what I am doing, for I don't practice what I want to do, but what I hate, that I do. But what if that I don't desire is what I do? then I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer me doing it, but it is a sin in me. For I know in me, my flesh, there isn't anything good. For desire is with me, but I don't find it doing what is good. For the good that I desire, I don't do. But the evil which I don't desire, that is what I do. But if what I don't desire I do, it is no longer me doing it, but it is the sin in me that does it. I find then that this is true. While I desire to do good, evil is present. For I delight in God's law in my mind, but I see a different law in my body, which is at war against the law in my mind. 
and bringing me into captivity under the law of sin, which is in my body. What a miserable person I am! Who will save me out of this body that brings death? I thank God who does, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, with the mind, I serve God's law, even though my flesh is under sin's law. Thank you, Apostle Paul, for your inspiration. That was a high-quality recording there, wasn't it? (laughs) The early Christian believers may have been trying to uphold the law and live in the freedom of Christ. As Paul put pen to paper, he wanted to make sure they understood that because of Jesus, they are no longer under the law. Now, that is true only for those who have put their faith in Jesus and his substitutionary death on the cross for our sins. If he had not done that, we would still be under the law. But Jesus came to fulfill the law and all the commandments by being the sacrificial atonement for our sins, which is something only he could do because only he is sinless. So when we put our faith in him, we are dying to what had been over us, sin, which we learn about because of the law. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are now dead to sin. We were married to it, as he says in his example, but now we died to it, so we are no longer bound to it. Most of us living today probably don't see this as much of a struggle as the early church did because the law was all they knew. Then Jesus came and fulfilled its requirements. Since we live after that time, we have in our basic Christian toolkit the understanding that he died for us and set us free from the law of sin and death, as we'll read about in our next chapter. What resonates with most of us more is the whole reality of what I don't want to do, I do. What I want to do, I don't do. And as Paul explains it, this is your fleshly nature fighting against the spirit within you. We know in our hearts what we should do. We want to do it. But then we either get tempted to do something contrary to what we want, we rebel against what we know we should do, and sometimes we just might dive headfirst into sin. This is especially true when we are new believers in Christ. But over time, as we allow more of Jesus into our lives, as we grow and mature, we become less tempted to do this. It's always there, but we get better at following the Spirit instead of following the flesh. So, desires we used to have towards sins wane or are replaced with new desires to live a righteous life. What made you fall to sin previously loses its power on us, and we're able to rebuff the attack. But the devil will still try to throw things at you to make you stumble. So it's an ongoing battle. But as 1 Corinthians 15, 57 tells us, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we know temptations come all the time, but you always provide a way out of them. May we defeat our fleshly nature and instead follow the Spirit's leading when we are tempted. For the one who feels powerless over their sin... Break it now in Jesus' name. Give them the victory in their life that you have already provided. Keep us from sin and temptation. May we always choose the narrow road which you have set us on. Thank you for your power and your plan of salvation and restoration. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the law may have won before, but thanks be to God that we are no longer under it because of what Jesus has done for us. Thanks for listening today. God bless.